Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you've given your Valentine something or will before the end of the day. And uh, if you're listening to this later in the week, we hope you will still be celebrating Valentine's Day. Hey, we're glad to have you right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And we had a State of the Union address last week. How about that? We're going to get to that today. Before we do, I just want to remind you, it's been fascinating listening to Jim Jordan be the chairman of this Weaponization of Government Committee and uh, listen to the Democrats talk about why we even need this committee. This is absurd. You're using it for political purposes. (laughs) These are the people, (laughs) the same people who did the January 6th committee, and they would not allow the minority to put people on there. Now, it was going back and forth, listening to some of the hearings on the weaponization of government, and, and, and the Democrats got to get their say in. Well, the Republicans never got their say in on the January 6th, 6th committee. And, 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 and these Democrats are talking about a political show, moving something to prime time, hiring a <laughs> AB, former ABC producer to help uh, manage the January 6th prime time hearings. Come on now. <laughs> but I am glad to see that Chairman Jim Jordan from Ohio, Congressman Jim Jordan, is... Uh, being a great chairman and bringing to the American people truth and bringing, uh, putting people's uh, feet on the fire. Uh, we, we could get into that, and later we'll probably need to do a show on it. But I just wanted to say, listen to this. Listen to this committee. And it's so important, so important to protect the freedom of speech, to protect people who, doctors and experts who were shut down on Twitter and they had information, medical information, during COVID, and they were shut down. And then we also know the, the whole Hunter Biden laptop story, AOC, <laughs> the Congress lady from New York. And she was saying, well, only half of it's true. It's a half truth. Well, you know, explain which part is not true, Miss AOC. Explain what, what, what half is not true about it. Okay, now, well, we better get on and talk about last week's State of the Union address. Uh, did I listen to the whole thing? I couldn't stomach it. I, I should have, and I, got, I did listen to some and enough that it's just, uh, well, I think we're going to play a clip later in the show of Tucker Carlson, and you just about have to 
laugh to keep from crying. It, it was so pitiful in so many ways. I think somebody summed it up best, and I'm going to play this clip from uh, Larry Kudlow's show on Fox Business with uh, Senator Ted Cruz. And uh, he, he really helped sum this up. So a little bit long, I'm, I'm going to play this because it's, it's not the entire segment, but it's so important to hear what Senator Ted Cruz from Texas had to say about the State of the Union address. So take a listen. All right, with great pleasure, we welcome back to the show Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. Mr. Cruz, welcome, sir. I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the key points in the State of the Union. Um, one of the more interesting ones is President Biden kind of forgot to talk about permitting reform that might help the oil and gas industry, or for that matter, um, mining resources to help electric vehicle batteries and so forth. He said there's 10 years left uh, for fossil fuels and, um, in general, kind of uh, dissed the whole industry, attacked big oil, wants to tax them. Um, what do you make of all that? I mean, do you think he just forgot? There's no olive branch there. Now, look, I, th I think the Biden White House has handed their policy agenda over to the radical left in the, in the Democrat Party, and that's on every issue. On immigration, it's the open borders radicals that set the policy. On, on law and order, it's the abolish the police and George Soros prosecutor radicals that set the policy. And on energy, it's, it, it's the radical... Uh, environmental activists, the Green New Deal loony left who's setting the policy. Look, these are the same people that, that are wanting to ban gas stoves, take the stove out of your kitchen. Joe Biden, when he campaigned in 2020, he told the voters, if you elect me, he said, I will stop drilling onshore and offshore in the United States. And Joe Biden, since he became president, has consistently waged a war on U.S. energy production, U.S. oil and gas production. He has hammered producers, shutting off drilling onshore, shutting off drilling offshore, refusing to issue permits, slow walking pipelines, canceling the Keystone Pipeline, and in particular, uh, going after the capital behind exploration. So his banking regulators have had deep hostility to debt financing for oil and gas exploration. And, and his SEC regulators have had deep hostility to equity financing for oil and gas exploration. If you can't get debt and you can't get equity, it ain't complicated to know that there's no capital going to new American exploration. And then the State of the Union, it was really striking because he diminished, he said, well, gosh, they're saying our policies are making, making people un, unwilling to invest capital. And that's when he had this comment, we'll need, need oil and gas for at least a decade. And, and, and I got to tell you, the, 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 on the floor of the House, the, the, there, was, there were audible peals of laughter because it's so utterly disconnected. I don't know what Joe Biden thinks. In 10 years, suddenly jet airplanes are, are no longer going to run on jet fuel. You're, you're going to put, what, a windmill on the nose of the plane? It, it is loony, and it is not only hammering jobs in the United States, it is driving inflation, it is driving up the cost of everything, and the Biden policies are hurting the environment because we're shifting production to foreign producers that are our enemies that produce in a much dirtier way. In yep. general, the State of the Union, you look at this thing, he's spewing out regulations on everything, left and right. He wanted, at one point, he wants to regulate 
what did he say, resorts? And then he said they're not really resorts. I don't know. In Motel 6, he wants to regulate fees. He wants to regulate cell phones. He wants to regulate um, fiber optics. He wants to regulate baggage. I mean, this really is a kind of modern socialism. You don't buy the... Yeah. The state doesn't buy the factories anymore. All they do is use central planning and regulations to control the whole economy. And what I heard in the State of the Union, get your take on it, was, I don't know, more of the same. Two more years, he wants uh, four more years after that. This is, you know, Hayek wrote to serfdom socialism. Yeah. L listen, I thought the State of the Union speech, I thought it was angry, I thought it was divisive, I thought it was really out of touch. Uh, and and it, it, it was also profoundly dishonest. He said multiple things in the speech that were just wildly dishonest. He, he called on Congress, give me the funding so I can finally secure the border. Once again, there were peals of laughter from the floor of the House because, number one, the Biden administration has fought against funding for securing the border from day one. Number two, it's not ultimately a funding problem. It is a policy decision Joe Biden made his first week in office. At the same time he was canceling the Keystone Pipeline, he was also ordering his administration to stop building the wall. He was reinstating catch and release. And, and, and he was pulling out of the Remain in Mexico agreement, which is what caused this crisis. Likewise, you know, when he later tried to demagogue and say that Republicans want to sunset Social Security and Medicare. And, and that was laughingly wrong. Again, people could not help but, but, but laughing at the dishonesty of it because he knows he's lying. He knows he is directly lying when he says that. No Republican wants to, to end Social Security or Medicare. Every Republican is committed to strengthening Social Security and Medicare as critical programs that our seniors have relied on. And the irony of that deception, look, it's not new that Democrats scaremonger and accuse Republicans of wanting to throw granny off the cliff. What is new, though, is the policies of the Biden administration for the last two years, there is no group in America that has been more hurt by the Biden administration policies than seniors, as they've seen inflation galloping, seniors on fixed income see the cost of rent going up, food, electricity, health care, gasoline, everything going up at the same time that their retirement savings have dropped 20 and 30 percent. So seniors have been hammered. So when he pledged he's going to defend seniors, I'll tell you the best way he can defend seniors is, is to get his administration out of office because their policies are hurting seniors badly. Right on, Ted Cruz. Now, if Ted Cruz is going to jump into the presidential race in 2024, I have no idea. It, it could get real crowded quick. But I do know one thing. Senator Ted Cruz is one of the bright deep-thinking Republican minds that we have. And it's very important to be able to, to hear him. And he needs a platform because he really, he hit the nail around the head at the end. The people who have been hurt worst under Joe Biden are, are the elderly. Those Inflation is the tax that hurts, and it hurts the low income. Those who are barely surviving, those who are living paycheck to paycheck or uh, from their uh, uh, Social Security check to Social Security check, those are the people who have been hurt the worst. And Joe Biden is responsible, along with the Democrats, who oh, outspent 
when when Trump left office, he helped get everybody some more money. But what did Biden do? He came in and more than doubled it on top of it. Why do we have inflation? Because of the spending. Because of the spending. Get a grip on it, Democrats, please. And Republicans, you've got to start telling the truth. And I'll tell you, there's one thing. Let me just stop right here and, uh, and tell you there, there was an article that I thought was so good after the after the speech, and it was um, talk, talking about about how the Republicans could learn from Joe Biden. It wasn't a failed speech because it had something that could be redeemed. Now, what is that that could be redeemed? Well, it was uh, written by Eddie Scarry, and and he was talking about the title of it is Joe Biden's State of the Union wasn't a complete waste. Here's something that 2024 Republicans can learn from. But he went on to talk about how when Joe Biden said, you know, everybody started giving cat calls booing because he said the Republicans, there's some Republicans out there that want to take away your Social Security and cut, cut Medicare, Medicare and Social Security. And everybody started booing on the Republican side. And he said, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I got it. It's not all of you. Not all of you. The, the, the BS. The, it's just balderdash. And yet, he gets by with it. And that's what uh, uh, this author was in the article was saying. The Republicans have got to learn how to just, it, it, when, when some smart, anarchy, uh liberal reporter has all this information, instead of looking like they got uh, stunned but not knowing the answer, just be like Joe Biden. Just say, hey, bud, hey, corn pop, I'll tell you later. You know, come back and get. The, I'll get the information. I'm telling you, I know what's going on, and you don't. That's, Joe Biden gets away with it. Why, why can't the Republicans learn? Learn from them. Don't, don't look there. Oh, I don't have the information. Just be like Joe Biden. Say, hey, I know it. I got it. I'll get that information to you. Come back later. You know, Please, Republicans, do a better job on television. And saying all this, <laughs> you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politic. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we're glad you're listening to us. Wow, it's not an election year, but the presidential election will be getting robust as we move into the summer and closer to the fall. And, and then they really start the debates October, November. I mean, it's going to get started, folks. And so we'll, we'll see what's going on on the Republican side and the Democrat side. Uh, one of the best things may have happened with not getting a red tsunami. If there had been a red tsunami, uh, you know, Joe Biden wouldn't be trying to run again. Oh, my. I mean, just to see him up there. Uh, in the second half show, we're going to play this clip from Tucker Carlson. He talks about the... Uh, what what what's holding up Joe Biden, Botox, and and all kind of probably steroids, amphetamines. Anyway, you you have to hear hear his rant about the State of the Union address. We're going to play that, but let me remind you that you are listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And I've told you, and I've told you over the last few weeks, I got a novel coming out. A novel, not about politics, just something you read and have fun action adventure historical and it's uh, almost ready 
for prime time getting getting out uh, the book should be coming in very soon maybe next week we can tell you more about it but uh you you can uh check that out we'll give you a website that you can check it out soon but let me remind you we do have some books uh talking about politics uh, bedrock truth wrote that with dr alveda king dr alex mcfarland and uh, we we believe in bedrock truth that americans need something strong to stand on not shifting sand the left wants you to have shifting sand they get one thing they want another and they get that and want another and they keep moving the goalpost stand on some solid rock get doc holliday's rock splitting politics book about the the bedrock truth and you can order it right there www.docholiday.org holiday's got two l's in it and <laughs> i i just have to tell you sometimes it the state of the union address i told you i just couldn't stomach watching the whole thing but you had to laugh <laughs> and and that's what Tucker Carlson says. says you know, it's it's sad. He, he called it dark and went into it on this whole show. We won't play all of it, but here's a clip of what Tucker Carlson had to say. Take a listen to this. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, did you watch the State of the Union address last night? We do not blame you if you took a pass on that. Tuning in was a grim task. 80-year-old Joe Biden shuffling stiff-legged and bewildered to the podium a husk held together by Botox and enough amphetamines from the White House doctor to read the slogans written for him by unelected Obama acolytes who actually run the government. This is our president, ladies and gentlemen. It's always pretty hard to believe when you see it. The whole scene is so awful, so degrading to our once proud country, it cannot end soon enough. But the moment was, we will confess, at times pretty amusing. At one point, the eminent TV doctor, Dr. Jill, who really ought to have her own show on Bravo dispensing sassy and empowering medical advice, walked over to Kamala Harris's husband, Doug Enhoff, and kissed him deeply, square in the mouth, without a mask, something that never, ever happens at his house. What was that about? There was an unmistakable 1970s suburban Connecticut key party vibe to it. Kind of a John Sheever story, old school stuff, except they let bystanders film the whole thing, so clearly these people are exhibitionists too. Not tea. There's a lot going on behind the scenes in the Biden administration, a lot of which we don't want to know more about. But where do these people find the time for hijinks? Dr. Jill, for example, is extremely, extremely busy, way busier than you are. According to her husband, Dr. Jill is working day and night to drag this country out of its medieval ignorance. And that's not an easy task. Watch. Jill, my wife, who teaches full time, has an expression. I hope I get it right, kid. Any nation that out-educates us is going to out-compete us. Wait, wait a second. Dr. Jill is teaching, quote, full-time? How many hours a week is full-time? And where is this happening? What school or university or madrasa is she teaching at? What is she teaching? Can we sign up for her class? How come we didn't know any of this until last night? Any nation that out-educates us is going to out-compete us, says Dr. Jill, and that's a fair point. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Bravo, Dr. Jill, bravo! The question is, how shall we as a nation respond to Dr. Jill's clarion call for action? Obviously, you need to shut down the schools for an entire year because unionized teachers feel like longer vacations, and then get rid of all standardized tests because racism. That's the solution. 
It turns out that Dr. Jill, who, like an awful lot of community college geniuses from Delaware who've received advanced degrees in, quote, education, she has an awful lot of good ideas. We had to listen to her more. Unfortunately, we don't often get the chance because she's always teaching. So that really was the highlight of the evening, Dr. Jill making out with the vice president's husband and then Joe Biden bragging about a job she doesn't actually have. Pretty hard not to find that funny. I agree with you, Tucker. It's, you just have to find parts funny. But yes, the uh, first lady <laughs> kissing the, the vice president's husband on the lips <laughs> right there <laughs> for State of Union. I mean, that, that was unexpected funny. You just have to laugh about it. And, and now Joe Biden, oh, my, he, wow. Now, he went longer. I predicted it'd be done in 30 minutes because I just, I didn't think he could handle that much. But it just shows you what uh, can happen in the day and age of, uh, of uh, extra medications, it looks like, possibly. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's taking. Maybe he's not taking anything. Do you believe that? But listen. Uh, Tucker hit so much right on and, and just hit it right on, nailed it, just nailed it. But uh, let me let you listen to a little bit more, and then we're going to finish this show up. But I just have to say some things you have to laugh at. <laughs> you got to just laugh. <laughs> and uh, it's sad, but we have to laugh sometime. So here, here, listen to Tucker uh, a little bit more. And then there was Biden himself. Now, the president's mental condition is either scary and depressing, deeply alarming, or absolutely hilarious, depending upon your mood. Last night, for lack of other entertainment options, we decided to find it funny. So take in this steaming pile of word puree and see if you can make sense of it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. We shot down their balloon. So name me a world leader who can decipher what Joe Biden just said. Name me one. See, you can't. Friends, democracy is winning tonight. Now, we have no idea what any of that means any more than Xi Jinping does, but the trained seals in the crowd loved it. They clapped consistent with their species. Actually, sorry, that is unfair to seals. There's not a seal in the ocean, or even at SeaWorld, who would wear an I love abortion pin. That is too low even for marine mammals. They may eat live fish, but they're not ghouls. Congressional Democrats, by contrast, are ghouls. Take a look at this pin, which has replaced the American flag on their lapels. Notice that the O in abortion is in the shape of a heart. They literally love abortion. Now, let's set aside the politics and ask an honest question. Who loves abortion? Honestly, who loves abortion? Maybe you think abortion should be legal, but do you love abortion? Do you think abortion is a wonderful, affirming act you feel so proud of? You brag about it with jewelry? If you feel that way, you should know that you are not defending a medical procedure. You wouldn't say that about an appendectomy, no. You are promoting an ancient religious rite called human sacrifice. That's what this is promoting human sacrifice. Let's stop lying about it. It's very obvious now. And that's not something we can laugh about. Human sacrifice. It's alive and well in modern-day America. And there's people proud of it. Even put little little hearts where uh, the word abortion is. Uh, 
Okay, that's that's the elected leaders. These are elected leaders in the United States of America. Who's going to speak up? Who's going to talk about it? And who keeps the reelecting these people that love abortion? You know, like Tucker said, you can have a position, and and you can say you're for abortion, and I mean that's we see it across the country. But to say you love abortion, you love the mis dismembering of a a little child, and you love child sacrifice, that gets pretty pretty rough to say you love it. Okay, listen, uh, the State of the Union address, it. It was unusual because Joe Biden just rambled on and, and, and really touched on things, like I said, they're so horrible. And you heard Ted Cruz earlier in the show, and you heard Tucker Carlson, and so much we could go back and listen to. And it just make you want to cry. Some of it make you want to go to sleep. Some of it make you want to get sick of your stomach. But I know this. <laughs> we live in America now. We are Americans. We got freedom in our DNA. But like Ronald Reagan said, we're just one generation away. Freedom is not given to us. If You know, we got to keep freedom and liberty. And that's what we say on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We want more liberty and more freedom. And let's keep working that way. Keep pushing that journey. Keep moving forward. Don't let a bad speech by a bad president who has a bad vice president don't let it get you down because we still live in america and god is on his throne and we can look at making this country more free with more liberty let's work together and get the job done see you next week Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.